Okay, and in our health and wellness conversation, which we have every Thursday, today we're looking at burns. May is Burn Awareness Month, and it runs from May until, well, the month of May is all about awareness, but uh, burn season is actually from May until August. So it's a very critical time. And a burn is one of the most devastating injuries. It leaves uh, the victim with both physical and mental anguish, especially if they are a child. There is just a lifelong journey to walk through and uh, a journey of acceptance acceptance uh, about those circumstances uh, from the burns that have been incurred. And many burn injuries are, are accidental, so they can be avoided. So joining us now is Dr. Ethel Andrews. She's the president of the South African Burns uh, Society. Good afternoon, Dr. Andrews. Good afternoon, Zania. Thank you so much for having me. So it's it's a very high risk period that we're in. No, definitely. Um, most of the year would be because, as you said, from now until winter, at the end of winter, we would have those that are low income where we are using heat sources to warm ourselves and then also to cook our foods. But also towards December, again, we have got accidental injuries where people are tired or they're busy brying and the fire just doesn't want to start. And men being men, they might add some uh, fuel enhances on there and then mm. that then causes a burn so it's not just in this period where it happens yeah so we know the importance of watching over children who might pull down a plug from a boiled kettle uh, or even slip into a bath that's a little bit too hot so a lot of the accidents that we see are preventable so what are the stats in south africa so if you look at the overall burns, we are saying that it's 3.2%, but that 3.2% is just an estimate because this 3.2% is only the people that actually show up at hospital and they are the most serious injuries because mm. most of the injuries don't necessarily go to the hospital. So they right. are treated at your local clinics or at your GPs and we don't necessarily know about it. So our biggest problem with regards to the statistics in South Africa is that we don't have an official registry. So not all the burns are therefore recorded and therefore mm. we are underestimating it probably and therefore under treating it right and where's the, bu- the, the 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 burden of burns most felt so 40 percent of the burns that we are seeing is in uh, pediatrics and toddlers so it's kids under four years of age so a lot of those are burned and those are the curious ones that you were speaking about those yes. ones that are exploring and pulling down stuff or climbing into the hot baths but we also have adult males that are um, they also tend to be a, the high risk group and then the story that you had before this where assault also comes into play because, um, not interestingly, but statistics are showing us that 37% of the burns, um, it is because of assaults that are happening. Acid. Not or necessarily acid, but water. yeah, people are assaulting their partners. Mm, and using these forms to harm them. Yeah. Sure. 37, that's actually quite high. So, um, when it comes to, to children particularly, I was talking about the mental and physical uh, uh, anguish that they have to live with as a result of burns. Just take me through the difficulties because a life is forever changed after very serious burns. Yeah, definitely. So a serious burn in a child is anything more than 10% is qualified as. So if you look at the child's whole hand, that would be 1%. So if you then calculate 10 little hands on that little body, that would be 10%. And we must remember well, that. 10 fingers, you mean? 10 hands, the whole hand. Oh, I see. Yeah, that's 1%. Mm, mm, so mm. it doesn't have to be the whole body for it to be significant because if you put that child's hand 10 spots, that's 10%. Mm. So the skin mm. is how you present to the public. So what we often find is that after the burn, the child never looks the same and they tend to be ostracized. Um, and then also there's deformities that happens because of it. 
Um, and reconstruction is reconstruction not is going to be successful. It is mostly in South Africa where we do train to work very hard at it. The plastic and reconstructive surgeons do great work in it. But we must also remember to remember that we are a resource limited country. So our reconstruction is not as amazing as it is, for instance, if somebody has got a medical aid or if they are in a first world country where resources yeah. are freely available. So we do reconstruction, but um, the, the, you can't really say the nice thing, but most of the burns in children is mainly water. So that scarring is not as bad as right. fire. But that doesn't mean that fire burns, the one that causes the scars doesn't happen because it does. We see shacks burning it down all the time. Mm. And what is the cost of treating a burn? Do we see it quite hev- weigh quite heavily on the is, health system? It's very, very expensive. So if we're looking at um, the Red Cross Children's Hospital, for instance, and they did a study and they found that it cost about almost 900,000 rand for treatment for the whole hospital. And then from that, um, a huge chunk of that money was spent on burns specifically. So in that same study, they found that a child with as little as 2% mm. burn, so this is very small, it's two little hands, that can be about 14,000 rand for two weeks of treatment. Sure. If the burn is bigger, like 20% burn, that can work about 140,000 plus minus as a rough estimate. So the cost of treating the burn is very, very expensive. And this is why awareness is so, so important. Absolutely. absolutely. And that leads me into really what government is doing and what we as the public can do. Government is doing their share, but the problem is, like I said, if we don't have the statistics, as soon as you're trying to highlight any problem and you don't have the actual numbers, it's it's trying to budget with a leaking purse, and this is where we are at. So the mm-hmm. government is doing what they can, but they could be doing more, um, and we should be having the registry. Um, and the public, we should be present um, and alert and vigilant as mothers and as people Caregivers, that are there so yeah. that we can prevent these dev- devastating accidents from happening in the first place. Mm-hmm. And in the event of a burn, what should we do? Can I start with what you should not do? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so do not put on any homemade remedies, no toothpaste, no shoe polish, no, no butter, no, no, no nothing. So the only thing that should be going onto that burn is cold water. Um, and then that should be running water for 20 minutes. So 20 minutes seems wow. like an eternity, but that's how much time you need for that burn to cool down. Because as if you don't cool it down, it continues to burn. So even though you've removed the child, but you haven't removed the, the clothes that got burned, that burn then continues. So you need to remove the clothes and then put that child under running water so that you can cool down the burn. So also to minimize the impact. Oh, so does the cold water arrest the progress of the burn? Yes, it does. Mm. So is that simply it? That's, That's simply what, it. That we need to do in the immediate intervention. Yep. So uh, that, that would be first aid. And as soon as you're done with first aid, you then need to get the child to a medical facility so that yeah. they can do a proper assessment. Because then we then decide whether the child needs to be admitted, um, whether the child can be treated as an outpatient, because we also don't want to um, keep children in hospital with this cost, because as I said, it's it's a leaking purse. Mm. So you'll be uh, embarking on awareness right through this month. And of course, this is high, a high alert period for you. And we'll start to see these cases uh, come through. So what does that work entail, this public awareness? So we have partnered with Sikilelo Impilo and they have then arranged lots of, so we will be having a television advert. And then there's a pledge where we're asking the public to get involved. So the pledge is awesome because what happens is you go onto the website, it's just clicking on it, and then it tells you what not to do. And this is what you should be doing. So not only are you pledging and you're making a promise to be so that the burns doesn't happen on your watch, 
but it also then informs you as to the things that you should or should not be doing in this burn season. You're right. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you very much. That was Dr. Ethel Andrews, president of the South African Burns Society. So this month, spread awareness. If you see something that is of concern, you visit someone and maybe the home doesn't seem as secure as it should, especially where there are young children around where these risks are there. A cable, for instance, from a, a, a kettle um, that just hangs over the counter you know, we have very curious children and they could easily get injured or even running baths without watching over children and supervising that can easily lead to uh, uh, what is an unavoidable accident such as a burn. And there is, of course, lifelong devastation if uh, you become a victim of a burn. So that was um, the South African 